Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. Listen, so excited to be with you again today. Hey, I want to give a shout out to all of those listening for the very first time. It means the world to me that you would even click on this, that you made it through the intro and you made it to this devotional today. Um, I want you to know that we do these every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, I try to make them around 10 minutes long. And honestly, more than anything, I just hope it makes you feel better about yourself, better about your day. I hope, really do hope it inspires you um, and it does something good for you. Um, that really is my hope. And I want to give another shout out to those who have been uh, reaching out to me on Facebook and Instagram for those who have uh, left reviews on the app store or the uh, podcast app. Um, I love reading through those. It means so much to me. It's so cool um, how by you sharing um, what's impacted you, how you you spreading the word, um, how far our reach has gotten um, with this podcast. And so, listen, if it's helpful for you, share it. Um, even if you don't share it, I want you to know I appreciate you. It means a lot that you would just take time to hang out with me for a few minutes a couple times a week. But today I want to talk about, um, we're going to go jump back into this story of Moses and Pharaoh and God. And so, yeah, all three. And so God is trying to, in the book of Exodus, we see God cares very much about this group of people called the Israelites, and they are enslaved uh, to the country Egypt. Pharaoh is treating them unfairly. He is basically beating them, giving them harsh uh, working laws, um, all this crazy stuff. And God wants to bring them out of slavery, and so he sends Moses. Um, Moses is just a normal guy. And Moses has been called upon to be uh, the leader of this kind of um, escape plan for the Israelites. And Pharaoh naturally refuses. Pharaoh's like, nope, uh, that's all my slave labor. That's where all my work gets done. My productivity for our nation comes from them, from us having these people enslaved. It ain't happening. And what ends up happening is God gets pretty bothered by it. God's like, hold up. Um, I'm going to send 10 plagues. Um, upon Egypt. And I, every time you don't agree to let the Israelites go, I'm going to send another plague. And it's pretty, pretty in, intense. And I, there's something that happens in this story that I specifically want to talk about that I think will be beneficial for you. And I think it would be beneficial for me to think about. And to kind of set it up, I want y'all to know something about me that I'm a little bit ashamed, ashamed to admit. Um, you're probably going to think a little bit differently about me. Um, but I am a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. I love them. Jordans, Nikes, uh, Yeezys, Dunks, any, I love them. I love them. The problem is, is my love for shoes doesn't match, uh, the amount of money I have in my pocket. Not at all. And the other thing to go along with that is I used to be an addict, y'all. So I have a pretty addictive personality and when I'm not careful, I can find myself becoming overly consumed with something. Now, you probably could take both of those and put them together and know where I'm going with this. There was a season um, in my life 
when Caitlin and I first got married, I became obsessed with sneakers. I used to, I had all the apps. I used to sit down on my computer every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. and do everything I could to buy these shoes. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit something, a roundabout number that will just kind of give you an idea. There were some months I was I was spending probably close to, if not over a thousand dollars in shoes. Now, if you make a lot of money, you may not think that's much, but let me tell you, we did not make that much money. Um, in fact, I was basically buying shoes instead of uh, paying for our rent. It's a pretty rough situation, um, and that happens. And here's what's crazy is when I get into seasons like that. Um, this it it consumes me in a way that I can't even explain to you. Um, I think about it all the time. Uh, I'm dreaming about it. I'm constantly uh, looking up new things about it. I want to know the ins and outs of it. Um, it can be a really good thing until it's a bad thing. Now, why do I tell you this? Let's hop back into our story about the plagues. So many of you, you may have heard about the 10 plagues, but what you may not know is that Every plague was a direct battle against one of the gods of Egypt. The Egyptians were uh, polytheistic, so they believed in a bunch of different gods. And every plague was basically a battle against that Egyptian god. And so, for instance, you had uh, the frogs. Well, you had the frog goddess of Egypt. You had the lice. Uh, well, you had the earth god of Egypt. You had the flies. You have a uh, you ditch it. Um, I'm not sure I pronounce that right, but that's the fly god of Egypt. The fact that you have a fly god is unbelievable, but needless to say. Um, but you have um, all of these these Egyptian gods of healing, when the, so God sends boils on them. And basically what God is doing with these plagues is more than just trying to convince Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. It's God proving a point that these gods, these Egyptian gods, aren't as powerful as they think they are, that they're not getting out of that relationship quite like they think they are. And so God is putting it to the test and proving a point. Now, here's here's where this connects for me, and I hope it connects for you, is that what many of us don't realize is we spend our lives um, giving our energy, our time, our money um, our uh, thoughts, all of these things to something that is not get returning that favor to us, that is not benefiting us. In fact, it's hurting, hurting us. Now, in church world, you talked, you've probably heard this idea of idolatry, and it's very much the same, same topic. Idolatry, it, for me, is defined like this. It's when a good thing becomes a God thing, okay? So, listen, your kid's sports schedule is a good thing. Um, your love for uh, basketball or football is a good thing. Um, your love of knitting, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why knitting, but if you, maybe your love for knitting, your love for food is a good thing. Um, the things that are a part of your life is a good thing. But when good things become God things, they typically become destructive things. And for the Egyptians, they had spent so much time worshiping something um, that literally had no value, that wasn't going to be beneficial to them. And so I want to ask you today that same question. Is there something in your life that you are giving your money to, you're giving your time to, you're giving your thoughts to, and you're giving your energy to that is not only not beneficial, it could potentially be destructive. This could be a relationship that you doesn't need to be a part of your life. This could be um, a something that is overtaking your calendar. This could be your job. It's possible it could even be your kids. 
it's possible that you took your kids and you put them on the throne of your life and you've made no time for anything else, including yourself or the people around you. And there's a reason why you're feeling as drained as you are. Now, I don't, I don't know what it is for you, but I would imagine that there are some things popping in your mind right now. And I want you to know that that's normal. The bad thing would be is for you to have these things show up in your mind and, the, and to do nothing about it. I think when it comes to us realizing that a good thing has become a God thing in our life, the next step is removing some of its power. And so what I want to challenge you today is I want you to think about what that good thing is. Because again, not, that's not a bad thing. What is that good thing that has become an unhealthy habit, has become uh, handled in an unhealthy manner, and how can you begin to change it? How can you begin to lessen it? I think one of the first things to do is to maybe look at your budget and to see how much money you're spending on it. A good step to do next is to say, hey, I'm not going to spend $1,000 on shoes. Instead, I'm going to set a budget for myself for $100. That's going to be a healthy number. Or maybe you say, I'm only going, for me, I'm only going to buy shoes three times a year and it's not going to be over this. What I do right there is I make that I make that good thing, I put it back in perspective to just be a normal, healthy thing. Now, if something is consuming your thought life and time, may, sometimes it's helpful just to talk to someone about it. To maybe say, hey, this is, this is, I'm obsessing over this, or I have a very unhealthy infatuation for this. Sometimes openly talking about it and verbalizing it can, can, um, basically remove a lot of the power of the thing that has been controlling your life. And when we talk about these things, what they can do is they can end up freeing us. Now, I don't know what that thing is, but I know you do. What is the good thing that's in your life that has become a God thing? Here's what I want you to know. It will never, it will never live up to the expectations that you've put on it. And so I want to encourage you today to take that step back, to put that thing back where it belongs, take it off of the throne of your life and make it a part of your life, but it doesn't need to consume it. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Lord, we ask today that you help us um, have a healthy balance for the good things in our life. Lord, we I believe that if you've given it to us, then it's good. Lord, sports is good. Our kids are good. Jobs are good. Um, working out is good. Uh, food is good. But Lord, when good things become God things, um, it's easy for them to become destructive things in our life. And so, Lord, help us find a healthy balance. Help us to be honest with ourselves in evaluating what those things may be. And then give us the courage to change them. Lord, we thank you, and we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.